Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. Quick break, 4.32, so we got about 13 minutes. Again, on the text line, uh, our great partner, Kendall Warnock, down at A1 Automotive, uh, who does a great job and uh, very cost-effective, and they do put, a, hopefully, a good game plan for for your car, just like he's done uh, mine, uh, has donated a $50 gift card to Walmart. And we need you guys on the text line to text in and nominate somebody. Do you feel that would would uh, put that to good use? Back to school is coming up. I think some schools are starting Thursday, and I think LPS is starting on Monday. I feel sorry for you kids that you got to stop being hungry 24-7, and you actually got to go back to school. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, that, all that time look, running around, that running suckers. around the streets. Yeah. Well, this was the look. This was the thing. I, like, I, Kendall came in earlier and he told the story, and I said, "Look, I'm at heart, I'm still a poor kid. Like, I got a poor kid's heart, right? And I remember what it felt like to not have money to to get dished up for a new for for a new school year, right? Uh, getting we had the old fashioned school lunch tickets." That you had to have, like they look like those raffle tickets, we right? Give yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Right, you had them, and they had a number yeah. sequence, and you know everybody else would go up and throw cash on the counter yeah. to the lady, and you got to try to slide that ticket so folks don't know that you don't have any money. Right. Those days is why I mean, and people, God bless people like Kendall, who said, "Listen, I can't do it for everybody, but I can do it for some." Right. And if we can find people, and we can give away two of these over the course of this hour if we choose to do so one and and just for 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 forward thinking sake thursday will be for teachers so teachers that you know you can nominate them for thursday right and we'll ask you again today it can be quite frankly it can be somebody in need let me lead with that not of greed but in need yeah there's a difference and if you can think of somebody who quite frankly you know what they, they don't have a lunchbox or uh, they need school supplies or, you know what, they can go buy two pair of jeans or something. If you can think of those people, we're not trying to embarrass them. You don't have to put their name in it yeah. uh, in the text. We can get that information from you later. Right. But just tell us the story, and we'll choose two people in the course of the next hour, and we will try to make somebody's. Uh, they will be able to pick up the cards on Friday so that they can go and get what's done. And if there's a need, a, a need, a specific need to do it now, we can facilitate that as well. And then Kendall Warnock also issued a challenge to other businesses. So if you have your own business out there or you're sitting in a position of of, of financial freedom where you can donate some, 
you know what? We're open to that as well. If you want to donate some additional gift cards, you can right. go pick up the gift cards, uh, or you can we can do it electronic. You figure it out, and we will make sure some additional families and and, and young people have a better first day than they would normally. So yeah, yeah, it's big, man. The first day of school is always something, man. And uh, you know, I don't think you know that the supplies is so needed so much because of the different you know areas of Lincoln. I don't really know that you know as far as the support they get. So. Um, definitely anything that you can do in a nomination are, are definitely uh, needed. So you got about n- another 20 minutes mm-hmm. uh, to do so. And then obviously you have other options later in the week. But we were talking about winning and what does it mean and why has it changed. And in particular, really it's changed because I think like Nebraska a lot at, at, at times way, way, way long ago when we were winning at a, at a pretty you know decent clip, it, be, it, it became accustomed to it so much and it became not fun, right? It became, I wouldn't say too easy, but it's just like, okay, we're instead of repeat, repeat Nebraska, be closer or in the national title hunt. When you go on a five-year, six-year run of essentially you control your own destiny, you start to really lose a sense of reality. And then the college football changed, right? And so, and so instead of state being steadfast on what you do, Nebraska changed his identity and a coach came in there and ripped the core of Nebraska, which is many winning out of it. Right. Well then the shift that when that happens, the idea of a winner and all that stuff and expectations change. Well, along with that, then you became, okay, well then we can focus on what we, you know, can be perceived as winning, which is maybe like academics and things that, you know, everything opposite of what you did before on top of the landscape of college football change meaning more TV, more TV stations, more opportunities for people to be seen. So Jay Foreman doesn't necessarily have to come here and wait. I could go to Illinois and still be on a national TV just as much. What's the difference? Because Nebraska is not up there in the top ten as much. Well, that goes on for ten years. Well, what also what happens is that's a decade, and then therefore the fans change. Right, so you say if you're an eight-year-old when Jay leaves, by the time that changes, you're 18. So your perception of winning, and which rightfully so, everybody would give their, you know, their right hand or right arm for consistently winning nine games, right now. But that's not truly winning. That's surviving. Okay, winning because because you're not when you can win, and it could be a toss-up against like opponents that are doing the same things you're doing. That's when you're winning. Because you're, cause you're not going to get to the mountaintop without losing. Alabama ain't going to win every game, but they're winning. You know winning what I'm saying? Program. Right, and, they, and their expectations are, are going to be ramped up to, to the utmost, and that's what John Cook is talking about. He's not going to win a national championship every year, but he's created a winning culture that when it when, over time it's, it's, you're going to be producing winning people, winning, winning, pro, winning seasons or, or teams, and you're going to be a winner. It, you can't change it because, oh, well, USC won, and they had a good year run with Reggie, Reggie White and Lindo White. Well, now all of a sudden, no, we, we got to do that here. Until you have all them dudes here, you can't do what they do. Do what you do. That's why Iowa's got to where they're at, where they're consistently winning. Are they the best? No. But they're thought of as a winner, and they're respected as a winner because they've stayed steadfast in what they do. They, they get more from what they have. Winning is different for each person. 
It is, but uh, for each do, person, each team, each program, it right? is like in each organization. Sure, it should because right? the winning at Colorado, like being from one eleven, and nobody wants that job. And you've had uh, numerous former alumni go there with no financial support, mm-hmm. no fan support, or just like if you take UCF when you go from zero wins to six, you're winning, mm-hmm. right? But when we're talking about here is when you're winning, then you know what winners do. They and here's a, if you want a, the the best example of, and you talk about Bill Belichick. He looked at it, and he always looked at what you did What you did well. That's what I'm going to ask you to do. Mm-hmm. He's not going to draft you or pick DP or Austin up in free agency and focus on and look at you. Man, you know what? DP's not 6'5", tight end. He's only 6'2". Well, you knew that before you, before you called him up on the phone and flew him in here twice, mm-hmm. right? You understand? Mm-hmm. But here's what he do. He separates. He can make 50-50 catches. He's a great locker room guy. He's willing to play special teams. Heck, you had one uh, – Troy Brown – who was a, ultimately wanted to be on the be on the football field and was willing to learn how to play defensive back because he lost his spot as a receiver, right? So instead of them having to go pick up another defensive back that they got to teach the Patriot way, teach him how to play in their or be in their locker room, he just said, you know what, I'll go ahead and learn. He knows coverages. He's been playing in the league forever at that point in time. You think he doesn't know what cover two is? He, you think he don't know from a – I mean, so it's just how you think and how you do it and how you, like, look at people. Yeah, that reminds me. It's the it's a Brett Favre story about cover two, and he got all the way to the Atlanta Falcons without knowing what cover right. two was. <laughs> he got all the way to the right. Atlanta Falcons, and nobody ever stopped him. He goes cover two, like what's he? They keep saying cover two. What are you talking about? Cover two. There's four guys out here. Like, he's yeah. like he's like what are you talking about? Um, so it's always a point of reference. It, it's Gino Ariema at UConn saying, "I only recruit the hardest working people." He said, because I don't want to have to teach you to work hard. Right. I can teach everything else. What I refuse to accept or even be around is people who don't work at 100%. Right. And that winning for UConn, that's how a program becomes that. I'm pr- pretty sure Nick Saban has a list of things that define winning for Alabama, let alone, like, you know, him himself. Right. You know, Belichick – defines winning as I, I simply have to do better than the work I put in consistently. He said, that's winning for me, that I'm doing the stuff that I it's difficult for me consistently. And I'll get better if I do that. Winning for Nebraska, 10 wins a season. <coughs> at some point, somebody deemed that was not winning. And it changed everything since then. Well, if you were winning 10 games right now, they, they'd be parade on O Street. Right? Yeah. At absolute, you're talking about nine wins? Nine wins, yeah. 10 wins. Winning has to be defined. And well, I yeah. think most people just don't. Everybody has a different idea of what winning is. Like some people are saying, winning will be a 500 season. <sighs> it's winning more than you won last year. Getting better. Yeah, I mean you're not gonna go, cause you're not gonna go from three wins, four wins, and consistently winning like thirty games in three years. That's just not. I mean, it just normally doesn't happen. The, the competition is too way too thick. Now, your winning and your idea of winning needs to probably change as your team should get better. You should never stay stagnant. And maybe that's why they were making those decisions. But you have to make those decisions, and then also you have to look at the person that you got controlling it, um, which is pulling the strings, and then you go from there. 
You got Nebraska's biggest problem when they were hiring some some coaches. They didn't look at the person; they looked at the record. <coughs> well, because they they assume the winning record means you're getting the maximum out of out of what you have available to you. Sometimes ten wins is you're you're playing below where you should be. Sometimes you should be winning twelve games, and you only win ten or nine. That's a different thing altogether. I think once the people in leadership decide what that is, and then the fans accept it. <laughs> the fans accepting it is a, such a big part of today's game. And, Jake, you can speak to it. Like, you, in your mind, know when your guys – you put in a, a practice plan, you've taught them drills, and then yeah. they go out and ball out. You know whether your guys played winning basketball or not, even regardless of what scoreboard said. But some parent could come up and go, hey, Jake, what's up, man? What, what? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> but you can also be play winning basketball and lose. Yeah. I, I, you can 100%. play. Win, you can play winning football and lose. Um, we played winning football and we played the Vikings and they had a guy named Randy Moss and we lost. Sometimes they got something that you don't have, and that's the way it is. But the more, <laughs> <laughs> the more you're right. You, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> the more you play winning football, the better off you'll be. I, I think people around here generally will be okay with winning football. What hasn't been around here? is winning football. Where did that come from? Where did that change? Expectations? I think sometimes you got to the point where you can't coach the kids, you know, hard. Well, see, that's where also, like, that's where you lose, right? Here's what I would ask you for people out there. How can Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Dabo Sweeney, and Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day slash Urban Meyer, and any other successful teams out there, have five-star recruits that literally have more thoughts and, and legitimate thoughts about where I'm going to college to set me up to go to pros because they're probably – their height, weight, speed is already developed. They are bigger, faster, stronger, and they are just ready. They're just like Julio Jones. Everybody knew he was an NFL receiver. Just, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So how, do, so how does all those strong personalities, right, that coach you very hard, right, and, and are very demanding. Every single one of them are very demanding. All right? How can they do it, but we can't do it here? Yeah. That's what I would ask people. Like, And I never got an answer. You get, yeah, but this is... No, 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 no. Give me an answer. Because to be honest with you, those guys have more reason not to be coached hard. Because they, are, they legitimately can say, you know what? Then I won't go here. I'll go to uh, Georgia. I'll go to Clemson. I'll, you know, I won't even go to any of them. I'll just go to South Carolina and be the number one receiver and get a numerous round of catches. I don't need to hear this from a receiver coach. Never could get a straight answer. Once you start doing, once what this coaching staff is doing, start to do that, then you'll have everybody else get in line, and they'll be like, you know what, this ain't changing, and this is for the betterment. When you kind of waver, especially from the beginning. You you can't be soft and then be you know you can always soften up. But Nick Saban soften up it's the stuff that Nick Saban ha- has done to continue to be successful has let you know he softened up. I'm telling you, I have talked to D'Amico Ryan's and I have talked to the players that played with him in his first camp. They said, Jay, this is the hardest thing that I've been through in my life because he weeded all those guys out in the first spring ball. It was a mass exodus. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you have to do. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And so they are in the thick of things. Um, you know, after this break, we're going to, I guess, make decisions on the first, uh, you know, 50 bucks. 
And then at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about the two things with college football. We're going to, well, we got a lot. Yeah, Evan Cooper talking about his defensive backs. Want to get DP's perspective on that because when he says he doesn't, he doesn't define corners and safeties. I want to ask you about that and Austin. And then I want to ask you about um, the ten, possibly ten, in with the expansion, ten conference games. What if you think it's good or bad, and what it will do to the Northern Illinois and all that stuff. So Jay Foreman, DP. After this break, we're going to give away 50 bucks. We'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.